Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to Achten Millwall. Listening to Acton Millwall Emergency Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Millwall Fan Show and Acton Millwall, broadcasting from South Bermondsey. Huge welcome, dear listeners. Now you've heard of all of the fantastic season shows you've been doing. You've you've heard of um, some of you know some of the highs of, of Millwall, but now we're going to bring you some of the Lowe's is a big welcome back to um, a, a, a relatively new voice still, Dave Collins. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Hi, Nick. Hi, everyone. And, well, we've been weighing up what to call this show. You, you came up with a great one, which was the smorgasbord of shitness. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm wrestling with that. I was against the Millwall um, Encyclopedia Shitanica. That's, that's, that's my, my, my entry. I don't know which one we'll go for. Is this the Millwall's worst 11 that we're going to choose here today dave your 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 choice of 11 and my choice of 11 i think we've gone for uh your choice of 11 my 11 i think we've gone for a, a manager as well um yeah i think um there's some honorable mentions to be had because obviously between us combined 80 years of uh of shit <laughs> It's a lot to cram in. It's a huge amount of shitness to cram in. Now, we, we, we did put one caveat in there, and I think it's, it actually made it quite hard, I found, Dave. This was the um, – we, we, we kind of self-appointed this rule, listeners, but you, the, the, these these are shit players that must have played more than 20 times for Millwall, um, including um, starts and, and substitutions. But I, I, I took that loosely. I don't know if, that, if you did too, Dave, but – 20 appearances, 20 times, basically. They must have turned out for Millwall one way and the other, um, which actually made it quite tough because I'm just looking at your did not qualify, isn't there some handsome names in this list? <laughs> in, the, in the list of names that fell short of the 20-game rule, really. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to them. We'll come on to them. We're going to go for it position by position, and then we'll mention the also ranked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, I mean, to be honest, I'm just looking at the 11 now, and in fairness, uh, I probably would scratch out about four for some did not qualify. So <laughs> this is a, a caveat 11, not much Ca- 11. Caveat 11, and 
I, I think also just before we start, I mean, I, I think we were just talking off air, Dave. Um, it's quite difficult. Some of these players, you you know, they they were out there, and you know, they played for us, but you just can't remember a single thing about them other than they were out to shit, you know. <laughs> Sometimes blandness equals shitness, and uh, there's a few bland ones in there, definitely. Well, I think I've probably fallen into the bland rather than the, the truly appalling. But anyway, let's go for it position by position. So, this is, as you say, this is 80 years worth of mill experience going into these two um, worst 11s. And some of them do cross over, listeners. So, um, great minds think alike here, Dave. Um, beginning with um, the goalkeeping position, and we've both gone for... Mr. Mr. Pat Cuff. Yes, we have. It's probably it's probably one of the obvious choices. Um, to be honest, um, one of the, the interesting things about doing this uh, uh, homework in, into the into the podcast was that when you look at the actual details, Pat Cuff played one season. Okay, we got relegated. He didn't actually let in a huge amount of goals. No. But it's almost like the legend, the myth goes before the man. Um, <laughs> I grew up at a time, and my, one of the, my earliest memories was my dad installing in me just how shit Pat Cuff was. Yeah. And it sort of like lasted with me for the next 40 years. Really. So, um, yeah, I've, got, I've gone, from, gone from Pat Cuff. Just yeah. um, putting some honourable mentions as well, but I don't know if you've got any uh, anything to say on pack up. Well, just the, just the same mentions. So the same kind of thing, really, Dave. Because I mean, like yourself, I mean, I, I started going '72, so Cuff came to us um, in the late '70s. He, he was actually on our books from 1978 to 1980, but he only played for one season. That was a relegation season, 1978 to '79. 46 appearances that 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 term and I mean the thing is with Millwall and I think you, you probably agree both um certainly before Pat Cuff and then post Pat Cuff we as a club we were always pretty good for goalkeepers we we, we even our average goalkeepers were still okay you know we we've never really had that many howlers although you've got one or two um <laughs> <laughs> also ran in this particular horse race but um is, the interesting thing with cuff is i mean like yourself and like your dad i mean i, I i've kind of told myself my whole life that pat cuff was by far and away the worst goalkeeper ever to pull on a millwall shirt because he followed such greats as brian king um nicky johns you know in the decent i mean ray goddard i remember back in the in the mid 70s and these were these are all good goalkeepers but cuff um i think he made he made critical howlers um he seemed to he had a kind of a jordan archer quality because archer also could be a great goalkeeper and then blow it all with one bad error and i think this is probably um pat cuff syndrome because i i had a conversation with neil andrews who comes on the show and a kind of a football writer and, and he made the point that um cuff kept less or kept more clean sheets this particular relegation season than tony warner did in you know in his heyday so I, I wrestled with Pat Cuff. I've, I've put him in more because um, it's like learning the Lord's Prayer. It's, it's what you start off with, you know, our father right in heaven. <laughs> Pat Cuff is the worst goalkeeper in middle history, you know, the same kind of line, really. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, to be honest, some of the other names on there probably aren't deserving as, uh, as Pat Cuff. I mean, <laughs> he has gone down in folklore as being the benchmark for shitness, I think. Well, we get, I'm going to go with it because this is what I've told myself all of my life. and I'm too old now to start telling myself new things. So Pat Cuff is in goal for us. Um, but I'm loving your, um, you've got quite an extensive list of also rands here in the goalkeeping position. Um, 
<laughs> John Granville. I'd forgotten John Granville. John He's... Granville, the famous Trinidad and Tobago goalkeeper of 1985-86. All the way from Scarborough in Tobago um, via Slough. <laughs> and then later joined Los Angeles Heat. Yeah, <laughs> that ought to be really glamorous, but I bet it isn't really all that glamorous at all. Um, so he didn't qualify. He only made six appearances in a Lions shirt, rightly so, I think, Johnny Granville, mid-80s um, goalkeeper. Um, one I do remember, and another classic one, is Andrew Iger. Oh, yes. <laughs> fighting fighting out of Kampala, Uganda. <laughs> one, one appearance. <laughs> well, one thing I've done, we won't go go through this you realize how many in how international Millwall have been not for the right reasons though because there's a lot of international people on this list I think there's always been a desire that we cast our net far and wide and that we turn up the next Pe- Pele or Maradona or um but actually we get the next Andrew Iger instead <laughs> yeah and, you know, uh, and then, do you know what? And then we sort of go into, for me, I've got a couple on there, sort of bland ones. Okay, David Nurse. Yeah, bland. I remember him. It was pretty bland. I always thought Chris Day was pretty useless as well. Um, probably worth a mention. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he fell into the blandly nothing kind of zone, didn't he, really? He, was, he, was nothing, he wasn't anything brilliant. He was he was just there, really. But, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. you know. Uh, right. The only comments I made on him was understudy to Lenny Pidgeley, six games, no wins. <laughs> uh, first season. <laughs> understudy to Pidgeley, that's probably the other, that probably says it all, doesn't it? Um, and then you've got, um, well, you've got, you've got the you know, Stephen Bywater, of course, the West Ham, West Ham slag, of course. He's, <laughs> he's in the list, isn't he? That, that's um, there purely on emotion only. Um, well, although he did play really well for us when he was playing for West Ham. Uh, in the Mother's Day massacre. <laughs> he did, he did actually, yeah. Um, of major performance. I'd forgotten this next one here, Dave. Reese Evans, um, <laughs> 20, 22 um, appearances in the uh, 2007-8 season. I'd forgotten him completely. Um, again, nothing, nothing, no, nothing fantastic, nothing awful as I remember him, but then I can't probably remember him at all, to be honest. So maybe that speaks volumes. Just in an era when we was really poor um, and in a season where we had four goalkeepers Chris Day, Lenny Pidgeley um, Evans and Douglas that in itself tells you and and also we finished 17th um, in the third division which is as low as we've been for quite a long time for a long time. I mean, that, that actually takes you back to the Anderson days and and look, staring into into the into the oblivion, really, when you think about it. But with your goalkeeping array uh, picked out from there, it's no wonder that we struggled that season, really. Um, so yeah, I, I, but we're going to settle on Pat Cuff in the uh, all-time shitness, the Encyclopedia Shitanica um, in, in between the sticks. Now that we, we're going to move along, um, your choice of right back is. A good one, actually. I actually picked this bloke further forward. So again, makes um, great minds thinking alike. But you've got him in defence here, Dave. Adrian Serriou. <laughs> I got him in defence. I probably, after seeing your list, was gutted that I didn't put him in right midfield because it would allow up the right back for another shit person. Um, but uh, you know, Adrian Serriou, the man of the long throw. 
the one Millwall's very own Rory Delap without the ability to play football to a reasonable standard. Um, again, another international player, this time a Canada. Canadian, yeah. Um, I mean, you're, I think that's a very brave decision to put him in defence, I've got to say. <laughs> right. well, he did actually of... start in defence. I, I, I did go through the, uh, in the very first few games, well, he was wearing number two on his back anyway. I think right. the first three or four games he may have been. So, and on the Lions, you know, the, the pamphlet of stats, the Lions history, uh, Mill history, yeah. they do have him down as a right back slash midfielder. So, I sort of took uh, advantage of of that really. To uh... I, I do I, actually. I, I had him as an also ran. I, I think I probably wanted to see his creativity further forwards. Really, I think that's probably where my my mind. But yeah, he didn't make my final cut. Actually, he was just in as, a, as an also ran. But um, my my choice at right back was um, Mr. Bland, Richard Huxford, the epitome. <laughs> Of nothingness, um, 1993 to 95, 30 appearances, if you can believe that. Um, and I'm just loving this quote I dug out here, Dave. Um, this is in the, the Burton, not of the, the League uh, One Burton era and Championship briefly. This is the non-league era of Burton in 1989, said of Richard Huxford. Um, for Huxford. For Huxford to get his way into the first team, he has to improve a great deal to find his way into Burton's long-term plans. Um, <laughs> blimey. <laughs> <laughs> and then we signed him. <laughs> Hold my beer. There's a contract here for Bill Wall. Um, so, no, I, I went with um, Richard Huxford. You've got some wonderful um, also rounds. I think I've got one or two here that... Um, <laughs> I think I think spite has driven my choices a lot here, Dave. As, as I'm looking at my choices and, and fresh, I think it's personal venom rather than sheer awfulness. But anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. Just you, one got... thing on Serio that I just like to remind um, the listeners, <laughs> and I forgot about this, but actually once I read up on it, I can vividly remember that um, I think it may have been on his second or third game, certainly early on, and it was. Um, it was QPR. They wise right. up that if they just stood in front of him, his only weapon, which was his long throw, was sort of scuppered <laughs> quite a bit. I do actually remember him. <laughs> That's the end of that career, then. For throwing the ball directly at one of them. <laughs> uh, <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his that's his secret weapon negated in in an instant. Um, uh, what, what, what's your also rans there, Nick? You've got M- Mickey Bennett, a fine choice, oh. and also ran. Did not Do you remember his one game? Um, it'd be in the nineties. I can't remember which game it was. It was it was a nineties era, ninety five, ninety six. I see on your list here, so that's that's brought me out of trouble. A real grim era at the club. That was um just before administration, wasn't it? Ninety five, ninety six. Well, Literally, all he did was kick a ball out of the ground. And, uh, <laughs> for that alone, he is etched in my memory. Not many people do that at the new ground. No, you've got to go some. And you've got to have a woefully misdirected play to get it out over the over the uh, side, standing down the road. But that's Mickey Bennett's claim to fame. Didn't qualify, listeners, uh, for, the, for the final 11. He just didn't make enough appearances. Um, a good choice here. Um, and again, I remember him playing for us, but can't picture him. Paul Connolly, you've got... Um, it was um, it was a loan uh, deal, wasn't he? Um, short-term... Oh, no, short-term deal. Um, this was in the 2013-14 season. I mean, to be honest, um, to sanity check and to make sure I got all covers bases, uh, by, all bases covered, even yeah. I, I passed my list to pass my son, who then this was one of his uh, honourable additions, and I did actually say to him, I went, "Who the fuck is Paul Connolly?" 
<laughs> but then I, I remembered, and then I remembered he did actually play three or four games and was just bland, just bland. But I mean, this is this is it. This is it. Much of these are in the bland zone, and then you can't. I can't remember them. I, I know they existed. I can find the, the the websites and that proves they existed. But you can't actually picture these people. So I can't picture Paul Connolly, but I I know he played for us because I remember the name and I remember the um you know the fact he signed for us. Um, one I do remember, which is one of your probably your your, your the high point of your did didn't um quality, or you also ran, so you didn't choose him, uh, but you went for Jared Lavin. Um, from the, uh, the kind of mid to um, well, late, late 90s, he came to us, didn't he? Um, Top of the league in uh, 95, in that glorious season, we got relegated. I can remember it being a Jonah, Nick, that whenever he played, <laughs> he lost. And as you go through the stats, we, he did actually lose all five games he started, and we won only three of the 19 he played in that season. Um, my my mate at the one of my mates at the time used to call him Jonah, and that sort of stuck with me. But he, again, he just blandly, not a Millwall player. Really, Jonah Lavin, you know, so. Lo- lovely story you've included here. When he was um, made his debut for uh, Bristol, Bristol City, after leaving us in 1999, they played Reading, and he was sent off for deliberately kicking the ball at, at Reading fans. He deliberately kicked the ball into the crowd, um, and the ball broke a Reading fan fan's wrist, and Lavin was later. Convicted of assault. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had it in him. No. <laughs> so no, no signs of that in the den. Oh, he didn't, did he? Uh, again, this sets uh, a real trend as well. If you look at his career after Millwall, he then went further down, down, and then to, into the final extinction. Bristol City, Wickham Wanderers on loan, Northampton Town, Farnborough. Um, there's a pattern. There's a pattern, there's a pattern there as you go through these, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of the patterns like that, the same pan. Um, honourable mention for, for Morris Ross, another player that um, yeah, is of a certain time and a certain place. Um, he signed with us from Wolves on a free transfer in 2006 um, and left us to join St- Viking Stavanger. Yeah, you know them. <laughs> their, name, their name echoes around Europe. Um, on a freebie, March the March the first, two thousand and seven. Maurice Ross, honourable mem- uh, mention for Maurice. Um, I, I went for Dave Gregory, who was an early early eighties fullback. But my memory is hazy. I just remember that Dave Gregory wasn't all that good, and that's 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 all I can remember of him. Um, and also uh, Paul Roberts. Some of you remember Paul Roberts? Yes, I do. My dad yeah. tells me a story of Paul Roberts. Um, I don't know if it was a folklore or true. Of uh, did he come back? He came back with Brentford then. Yeah, when he was with Brent- Brentford and gave it large in front yes. of Coldblood. And um, I, I think it's one that he got chinned. I think one of the one the uh, <laughs> one the players chinned him. I think. And there, there, there was um, you know, there was there was, there was Coldblow Lane mayhem. It's a certain type of mayhem that younger listeners can't really you know <laughs> get their heads around. But, <laughs> It was, it was, it was of its time. Let's put it that way. But he, he finished up getting chinned at the cold blow lane. I, I think, he, as I say, he gave it, gave it a big one in front of the cold blow, which was never advisable, um, in my memory. Um, so we're going to move along. So we've got Pat Cuff, we've got Adrian Seriu on the right back. We're going to go for the left back position now, which is one Jamie Vincent, um, two thousand five six. <laughs> one of one of many many holders of the role that year. Um, <laughs> Jamie Vincent, um, 
again, it's it, it, it emerges into the kind of the the, the, the blob of, of of mundanity that's that so many of that, that squad. Because there was a huge squad that season, at forty or forty five players, I think we went through, and he he held the role for well, clearly the requisite twenty, Dave. But um, it was just it was it was just poor, wasn't he? He did. He was a big enough wage feat just to get in there with 21 <laughs> appearances. Um, the crucial one took him over the mark. Yes. Uh, to be honest, he's one of two or three complete wage thieves in this uh, in this 11. Uh, he didn't really do much uh, at all. It was part of a shit show of the 05-06 season, which just... uh, you've covered off previously. And Absolutely. Just journeyman, really. I've just tr- I just found his figures here. Um, so he played 20, 20 starts, one as a sub, um, no goals. So he didn't contribute in that way. Um, signed from Derby County on loan. Um, must have gone back there afterwards. But that's about all that you can say about Jamie Vincent, who occupies your uh, left-back position. I, I went with, some will regard this as a slightly controversial choice, but I, I, I think it was more for the lost... Um, the lost potential of Jamie Stewart, who uh, joined yes. us after um, a dope uh, bust, didn't he? In the um, in the uh, late nineties, um, um, he, he left Charlton, where he was rated as quite a, a promising youngster, um, and I think he may even have um, been on the fringes of the England um, kind of youth uh, teams at one point. He was he was, he was highly regarded, um, but then he failed. Um, a drugs test um, without going into the details of it too much um, before making 51 appearances for us free as substitute no goals uh, over a period 1998 2001 I, I, I don't think he was a poor player far from it because from what I've read of him and he's as he's matured and got old and he's gone on to other, other uh, lower table uh, league teams He's kind of made more of himself. But I think as a young man, he was certainly a poor decision maker. I think that's probably the best. best <laughs> but I've included him out of spite. <laughs> no, he, he did come into my reckoning as well. Uh, but unfortunately, just a couple of others trumped him. In, but no, I think that's a great choice as well, Jamie Stewart. Um, Jamie Stewart for me in left back. Just got some honourable mentions there. I mean, this one's pretty harsh. Nicky Coleman. Um, That's harsh. That is harsh, Dave. That uh, is hard. I think I really put him in there because one of my old mates, uh, that was his cousin. So in case he listens to Acton Mill, uh, yeah, Nicky Coleman. Um, first left backs I can really vividly remember, Paul Inchelwood, Doris. Doris. I remember him, yeah. That was never a good nickname down the den to be known as Doris. He used to get quite a lot of stick from memory. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, just going back to Coleman for a second. Um, I mean, Coleman used to draw a lot of venom from the halfway line. It, you know, the people that used to have it in for Nicky Coleman, in a very Millwall way. I mean, we seem to specialise in this peculiar kind of venom for players. I, I mean, I'd say he's committed, and you know, he, he may have had his limitations, but um, he just seemed to draw a lot of ire around me where I start to <laughs> hate him. <laughs> but Hinchelwood's. Um, we're going to move on from the Coleman. I think we've dealt with him quite adequately. Um, Hinshelwood, um, yeah, I do remember Doris playing for us. Um, he was a Palace player, wasn't he? He came from Palace, which never... Yeah, Looking at his records, Nick, he had a, a fair few... Um, uh, he was in a fair few promotion-winning teams, which is quite bizarre, really. But um, Yeah. 
It's an interesting choice. Um, he's in the door, did also Rands did not qualify. So. No. Um, again, again, it's harsh, Dave. Come on, it's harsh. It is. That's, that's um, harsh. <laughs> as may well be than my next door so can, but you know, there's some, there's, there's sometimes you get, you get these types of players out, down man. the den who <laughs> are committed. They are Millwall through and through. Sometimes they work hard, but they just ain't good. And Ronnie <laughs> were probably an honourable mention there. Uh, it wasn't good enough. I mean, the fact he moved on to Yeovil, you can always tell a lot by a player on the teams they move on to. And like we've touched on already, the pattern that follows that. Uh, and Ronnie moved to Yeovil. Um, and I think they went to Brentford as well. But um, that's as, yeah. as far as I can tell, that was the that was probably the right level for, for Ronnie. But I, I didn't mind him. I think I didn't I think, mind him at all. I just wanted to mention him, really. <laughs> I think we're, we're suckers. I, I know I'm a sucker. And I don't know about yourself, Dave. I'm the, flair and talent is is rated less highly in the pantheon of mill attributes than just sheer commitment and willingness to to get hurt. You know, um, we, we, for, for reasons that are probably too deep to go into this show, we seem to elevate that, don't we? As, as a, we, we do. I can remember having a conversation back at the old den with uh, someone and basically telling them that, <laughs> There's a, quite a few people here who, who wouldn't mind 11 Keith Stevens on the pitch. <laughs> That's true. You, you might end up with eight people and you you lose a lot of games, but no, fucking Keith Stevens. Get know. it forward. Get it to Keith Stevens up front. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I think that's why, I've, that's why I've got this soft spot for Murray Wallace at the moment, but there we are. Um, you've also mentioned Paul Sturgis, which is a great call from the past. Paul Sturgis, late 90s, grimness. Um, honourable mention. Honourable mention. Came from Charlton, disappeared to Brighton and um, didn't really do much at the in the intervening period. So um, some fantastic choices in the also rounds, but we're, we're moving along now. Um, now, I've, I've gone... You've gone from um, Morris Doyle <laughs> in your number. You're wearing your number four shirt. Wait, whereabouts are you playing him in this in this squad here? Uh, he's a more of a midfield man in this in this lineup. I'm seeing. Yeah, so I've gone. For, he's so for me number four, the classic um, midfielder central, defensive midfielder, midfielder central, classic. Not really being the right word, I suppose, for Morris Doyle. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to be honest, just one of them players that I put him in there and then no matter who I looked at, I couldn't really shift him. A, because of the 20 uh, game rules, otherwise he would have been bombed out. Um, <laughs> he was just, you know, again, he was a man of his time in that yeah. diabolical season under McCarthy Nickel. Yep. Um, and then stayed with us for a couple more real bad seasons, culminating in finishing 18th in Division 3. And, you know, just memorable for me for a lot of bad reasons. The The club was dying, literally, financially and on the pitch, it was dying. And Maurice Doyle was was a was a, a factor in that um i'm, I'm going to put him to one side for a moment because i think he's a midfield and I've, I've done my lineup slight you've done it in numerical order and i've done mine in positional order so i'm going to move along if if we may to our central defense yeah. um okay. i'll come back to doyle in a little bit um so um, central defenders now you've you've gone for um a great dual choice here this would be a great um double act in in central defense <laughs> Not. Um, Tony McCarthy, um, for listeners of an older vintage, 1992 to 95, 
um, who I remember being very um, lightweight and, and blonde and lightweight and stick thin, tall, but stick thin, not at all a Millwall central defender where you know, they were they were traditionally carved from granite, weren't they, in the Barry Kitchener mould, whereas McCarthy always looked like he could be writing poetry on a, on a, a you know, overlooking a a, a a cliff with the ocean rolling away in the distance, you know. Um, I can remember him playing a game um, probably in the 92 season and him being the soft centre-back when the other <laughs> one was Alan McCleary. Um <laughs> Yeah, because McCleary had a, had a certain tendency to go skipping through um, cornfields, probably alongside Theresa May, running through the cornfields together. He had that kind of air about him. Um, you've got fantastic, uh, fantastic own goal on YouTube as well, worth a watch. Thirty yard screamer. <laughs> it still hurts all this time afterwards. My my, my choice of soft soft centre-back uh, centre was Dave Thompson. We've mentioned him on the previous um, show that we did um, and his, his mishaps in central defence. Um, and I, again, I think there's a bit of spite in this, uh, if I'm going to be honest with myself, because he was he was an honest player. Um, McCarthy was just soft. Dave Thompson was not soft. He was willing to get himself hurt and put himself in the way of, you know, the ball and block. And he just wasn't very good. And he was just playing at a level at the time we were still... First division descended into the second division. He was just out of his depth, and um, he probably would have done well in the, um, you know, like the Ryman League, or you know, could have ruled somewhere like um, Dartford, or you know, in the Southern League, or something of that kind. But the Millwall was just out of his depth. So um, I'm going to match match your McCarthy, and I'm going to team. I'm going to play my Dave Thompson card there alongside him. Um, but you've you've also gone to you've got McCarthy, and you've also teamed in with David Tuttle in central defence, which is. Um, an excellent choice. Pure um, spite, pure spite, that one. That is driven yeah, by spite. That is driven by Venom because um, <laughs> Tuttle, the player, was actually quite a, you know, he was not going to, he was never going to trouble with the Premier League and the European, um, you know, the top, the G15. But he he was willing enough um, as, a, as a player, um, way, way out of his depth of his manager. I mean, awful, awful manager. But I think that's been driven by his management record as much as anything there, Dave. Do you, would you agree, or am I am I reading reading between your lines too much there? I think you're you're right, Nick. I mean, <laughs> realizing I've included a squad member of the championship winning 2000, 2001 <laughs> season. I actually realized I made probably a bit of an error, but it was David Tuttle when he was staying. He won't go. <laughs> He's, he's in, he's in, he's in. So Tuttle, um, you've got McCarthy and Tull. I've gone for Allardyce and Thompson, Sam Allardyce. Another oh, uh, spike call there. Absolutely, absolutely spike call. I've even written it on my notes here. That's pure venom. I, I just don't like Sam Allardyce for many. He actually made 77 appearances for us in the um, the Peter Anderson era, which was um, a crushing era to be a Millwall fan in. Younger listeners that do not know the half of what we went through in the early 80s. Um, crowds of two or three thousand at the den. Sam Allardyce as your creative mid, uh, defensive back playing it out from the from the rear. Um, and then obviously his managerial career as, as a manager of uh, Palace West Ham and um, managed to cock up being England manager. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd happily um, trade my Allardyce for, for for your for your venom tuttle. Um, let's have a quick look at some of your also around centre backs because you've got quite an extensive list here. <laughs> Well, to be honest, if David you didn't have the, the, the 20-game rule, um, <laughs> my, my two centre-backs would have been Tony McCarthy and 
Dave Sinclair. Sinclair, the tattooed teeth. Yes. Um, <laughs> apparently, after the League Cup victory for Rafe Rovers in Scotland, manager Jimmy Nicol is quoted to have said, even Davy Sinclair was crying, and he's so tough, he's got tattoos on his teeth. Yeah. Now, anyone who saw Dave Sinclair <laughs> know that was bollocks. And, I mean, you've come from Rafe Rovers with a reputation and you come to probably the worst place in the world for reputations. You come to the den where <laughs> you've really got to deliver if that's if that's your leading tagline. And he didn't deliver. He was he was dispatched very quickly. I, I've forgotten how fast he was gone. He was, um... Yeah, I, I thought we played more games than that. I, I can envisage a lot more pain uh, than, uh, than maybe I realised I had. You know, he only played seven starts, I think. Seven starts. But, I mean... We, we mentioned administration earlier on. It's no wonder we went skint, Dave. I mean, we, we paid a joint fee with um, the three of them came down. That's um, they paid a million quid out for three players. One of whom was Dave Sinclair. Um, was it was it Crawford was the only one I remember being any good there. And there was there was one other Adair, who I think actually makes the cut later on in the um, in, in the eleven. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I think. Uh... I think Dare may, uh, may make more than just one person. And I'm sure we'll come on to him, but Dare and no, Sinclair were, were, were shit. Like, really. no, it's no wonder we went skin, um, really. I mean, when you think we paid a million quid out and acquired that trio, um, plus Jimmy Nick or whatever he was costing wage-wise. Anyway, that's a, that's probably a subject for a different show. But um, anyway, Dave Sinclair was in the also range. He just didn't qualify, but I think he would have been a shoe-in. In, 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 but for that awful 20-game rule we've imposed on ourselves, exactly. he, would, he would have been in. Another one, an honourable mention of mine, um, uh, just because he was tall and fast, uh, doesn't make you a footballer. Carly <laughs> I think that's harsh. <laughs> um, Another couple of harsh ones, um, <laughs> both in promotion winning teams, but, you know, I was a kid back then. Lindsay Smith. Lindsay Smith was limited. I um, think he played yeah. along with Cusack, who, who, who probably, you know. Yeah, I mean, Cusack is, uh, is is a kind of a cult figure um, yeah. uh, from that that era. The fact that George Graham turned us around, that kind of breathed life into the corpse that was Mill FC, and I mean, I, I think that's a harsh call. If I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, <laughs> Mickey Nutton. <laughs> These names. Dear, oh dear. Just, just a great name, Mickey Nutton. Not very no. good. But made a lot. I mean, he made 105 appearances for us. He um, did. Central defence. Scored five goals. I think that's a harsh call. That's, that's, a, that's, that's uh, spite. That's, that's, you're embarrassing yourself with that one, I think. Uh, Brian, Brian Law. I'm going to go with you on Brian Law. He was he was, um, he was was poor. Um, playing over 50 games somehow. Yeah. Right? That surprises me because he was he was not not of a high level at all. Um, released, he, he came in from Wolves, I see, and then just released on the free. I don't know where he went beyond that. Was he was he not into um, uh, kind of like a, a born again Christian or something like that? Did I was he was he? No, I think something? he was actually. Yeah, I do remember something along them lines. Yeah, um, not, not that that's an issue for me, but you know, I just. <laughs> Well, if I've mentioned it, maybe it is an issue. Anyway, we won't dwell on that. We'll move along. Um, you've thrown in David Thompson, of course. I've got him in my my, my first choice eleven. Well, I mean, just to Trump, just to uh, come back at you there, Nick. You've got a, a squad member of the probably the best squad of all time. <laughs> yeah, so, no. uh, it is pure spite. I, I can't help it. I, 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 I've forgotten the. You know, it's like a, like a relearned memory when I watch that playoff um, video where it's him on the back and falls straight into the path of the oncoming. <laughs> 
right and forward. You can't, it's hard to forgive these things. Um, it is. Mark Phillips, I thought it was worth a mention. He goes down in the category of youth player, tried his best, just weren't good enough. Wasn't good enough, no. I, I think he was an honest enough um Honest enough player. And he's still around. I think he plays for Bromley or his coaches at Brom non-league now, I think. And he's still out and about in the mill scene. But um no, he just he wasn't up to the up to scratch. And that's football's a harsh business in that way. There's no no room for no room for failure, really, is there? And that's unfortunately no. um, where he fell short. But bizarre though, just... Nick, I actually would say that, you know, I know it's hard to uh compare people but I would argue Mark Phillips was on a par if not slightly better than Dave Thompson yeah Dave Thompson played in the you know at the very top yeah I, I would have preferred Phillips to Thompson um just because of his, his physical presence he brought that and in a central defensive role that's often you know that's kind of um 50 percent of the job done just by being big and occupying the space which brings us neatly onto <laughs> Danny Shittu well <laughs> I thought this was uh, this and my next uh, honourable mention. I thought were very controversial, bit of a cult figure. But for me, I just thought it was just a a big lump, you know. He was a big lump. Um, he, he, he seems to have. Um, it seems I, I don't remember there being an awful lot of love for him at the time. And um, I mean, no, I, I didn't hear any bad mouthing of him, but I don't remember there being an awful lot of love for him but he seems to have made a comeback on, on an online comeback where people now talk about Dan Issue too as though um, you know he's one of our people go slightly dewy-eyed at the, at the memory of Dan Issue too I suppose we got into a semi-final FA Cup semi-final I wouldn't say I had any love for the club you know he's just a journeyman spent a lot of time at QPR from memory yeah, no. yeah, I think we caught him fairly late in his career, and I think maybe if we'd got him younger, then who knows? And this is really harsh, Dave. I, I'm gonna have to, I, 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 we're gonna have to part company here, mate. Tony Witter. <laughs> well, I think you look, we obviously fall into the different camps on this one. <laughs> what used to annoy me was that you know, he even had his own song for fuck's sake. Only one Tony Witter, that's right, you know, but. <laughs> What people seem to forget, I mean, he look, he was very athletic, he had a lot of pace, and he used to make a lot of last-ditch tackles, but nine out of ten of them were for his own fuck-ups, and people seem to forget that. Well, he would do that, and also, I mean, there was... Unless he was a party trick of his, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there was, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the other thing there was there was what they called the witter zone, which is like the last five minutes. So, so you got to the 90th minute, and then whatever uh, injury time referee tacked on was the witter zone. And the reason it's called the the witter zone for younger listeners is that's when he would make a cock up, and we concede a goal, wouldn't we? It was it was well known that that's that was one of his failings. So, uh, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Wasn't he an electrician or something? It was like a, he was a part-time electrician when he comes to us. Oh, you wouldn't want him doing your electrics in your home, I think. <laughs> like, he'd, he'd, do it, he'd do it all and forget to put the fuse in or something, you know. Um, if that, if that, the witness zone was any, any guide to go by. So, let's to run over the, the defence. We've got Pat Cuff in goal. We've got um, Siriu on the, on the right, Vincent on the left, and in central defence, Tony McCarthy, and Dave Tuttle. Um, so we're going to move into midfield now. Um, midfield on the right. Have you picked on the right side? Is, um, is that Heimer Buatza you've gone for on the right? Yes. That, that for me, that's a that's the revenge, uh, a spiteful choice maybe. But I just thought he 
Look, I was expecting a lot of Bradfield to join Mill, and I thought, you know, overall, when all was said and done, and by the time we left, he was just a, a bit of a, a bit of a journeyman, a bit of a, a number one in his wage thieves that we seem to. Uh, we specialise in twenty five. I, I I didn't realise he played that many fixtures. It was Algerian international, um, and he played twenty five times, ten as a substitute. Um, scored four goals for us, which I think he had a free kick on him, if, if I can remember rightly. He was not a bad free kick taker. Uh, or he should have been, some of these players, I think a bit like Jamie Stewart, you think you should be so much better than what you are. You should be, you, you've got to injure play at a higher level than what you're seem, you seem to be happy to accept for yourself. And I think that's what annoyed me with Jamie Stewart a little bit. I know he was a young man at the time, but Boatza was was more mature and... Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, I think we, we, should have, we should have got more out of him. What didn't obviously help him, I don't think, Nick, is that uh, I can remember him scoring a fantastic free kick in the first 10 minutes of coming on as a sub or something. And then, and then yeah. disappointed yeah. after that, really. Yeah, progressively got worse is probably uh, a fair assessment of the way it's it was a Kenny Jacket signing, um, signed on loan from Arles Avignon in 2011, made permanent for 100000 but I, I've forgotten we paid money for him. Um, contract- to be honest, this is, this is where I wish I'd put um, Adrian Seriu in a, in this position and then slot Gerard Lavin in a right back. Too late, mate. The team, the team are on the pitch now. It's too late to make changes now, I'm afraid. Um, Buatza's contract was cancelled by these, these dread words, cancelled by mutual consent. That's never good news by for anyone. No. And he later joined AC Ammonia. Ammonia. <laughs> <laughs> One name. Um, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna compete with your um, Buatza. I mean, I, I actually had Seriu as, as my also ran in, in the midfield of right position. Um, but I'm going to take everyone back a long time now and play Steve Anthrobus. Oh, good uh, call. And I'm going to play him on the right side of midfield, which is I never knew what his position was, but I always got the sense that he was playing on the bench. 
<laughs> driving the bus. He was known as the trolley bus. I think <laughs> his best position was playing driving the bus. Um, he was slaughtered at the den. I mean, I, I, I you probably remember the same stuff. Yeah. Um, he was mullered by the crowd, um, which didn't help his confidence, but he didn't deliver much to give him. Uh, I think people want to cheer you at the mill or they want to get behind you, but so you've got to give something. But he gave nothing. He was, he was utterly, utterly useless. Um, Strangely, I mean, 23 appearances to a substitute between 87 and 1990. So again, you know, touching on a point we made earlier on, Dave, that he was a member of the great days, 87, yeah. 88, 89. That shows um, you how fragile that squad was, really, I suppose. Well, this was it. I mean, we, we found that out in our relegation season. Once you get past the the classic names, you know, there really wasn't much to to back us up. Maybe that was one of the great mistakes that we made of many as as Mill fans. So, twenty three appearances to a sub, four goals he scored. Um, I can't remember any of them. No, <laughs> I don't remember any of them either. But anyway, four goals it says on the website, so must be true. Um, he left us to find a career in the lower leagues. I think he went to Shrewsbury and um, <clears throat> the kind of lesser lights of the Midlands. I think he went, he did the rounds of um, teams like Shrewsbury. Um, but his main claim to fame, of course, oh, yeah, Wimbledon, he went to Wimbledon, Shrewsbury Town. His main claim to fame later in life in 2007 is he was reported for having sex in a, a picnic um, a picnic blanket in a place called Brown Brown Hills in Staffordshire. Um, he was convicted of out, outraging public decency, along with Debbie Matthews, aged 40, from Aldrich, wherever that may be. I don't know. Um, so Anthropus was fined 500. She was fined 250. That seems a little bit lopsided. Is a, you know, I mean... <laughs> implies that uh, you know Anthrobus was showing more kind of um you know aggressive intent than he ever did in the Millwall shirt but the wonderful wonderful um quote about um his his, his brief in the court said he he just made a very difficult phone call to his wife to explain the circumstances of him being in in, in the uh, in front of the beak and um and to pay out 500 pounds so anyway, there we are. That's, that's just a little on the side, um, which we, we love a side like that. I'm going to go back to your also rounds in, in um, midfield here. Um, where are we? We've got um, on the right, um, you've picked out some some classics. Oh, Jason Beckford, there's a name. He was on the right side of midfield. Mind you, I think the next one was uh, pretty poor as well. Well, um, a plaster of Paris, um, Count Hall, um, who uh, was injured. He was just injured all the time, wasn't he, with us? Um, he was. The, 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 the recuperative powers of Wickham. I don't know if they've got spring water there, like miraculous. Maybe the, maybe they were kind of like nuns out there kind of passing because um, Fred seems to like it there and Paris, Count Hall seems to like it there. He seems to, you know, make a, like a Lazarus-style um, return from 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 the uh, from the dead there. But it was... I, I don't. Remember, I saw him once, and I think it was a League Cup game. Uh, Cowan Hall came on, and he looked kind of nippy and lively, without any being any any you know any anything like dangerous. But he was he was certainly nippy on the right side of um yeah. on the wing. I thought we had promise, but unfortunately, you know, you only get to play start one game in your career at Millwall. You're not going to make it, are you? No, and then he was injured, and that was that was that, and off that was back that. up the the M40 to to Wickham. And the next one you've got on your also ends is another spite one, Dave. Come on, you've got to put your hand up. David Byrne is a spite call. Come on, that's... Yeah, I, 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 oh, good old Budgie, yeah, <laughs> Budgie from the 80s, Budgie Byrne. <laughs> um, 64 appearances, 12 as sub. Uh, I, 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 for me, 
he was just unfortunate that he was sandwiched in between um, Steve Lowndes yes. and, yeah. uh, and Chicken George <laughs> and Jimmy yeah. Carter. Sorry, Jimmy Carter. Say, so. Carter was another, another competitor yeah. to, to the position, so um, tough times for, for poor old Budgie. Um, and another one here, Dave Savage. Um, I don't remember him being that bad. No, we, 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 we don't really have a... I always thought we've been pretty decent with the right-sided players. So, um, you know, I'm sort of clutching at straws here. Straw. Names. You know. Uh, you got Worrell, David Worrell, um, who's, again... Just was, average. Um, average players. Average, yeah. Um, unused substitute in the playoff final um, of, of, of 2017, 20, uh, wasn't it? Um, Hamer Boatta, we've mentioned. Um, we're going to move into um, central midfield now. We've done the right side of midfield. We've t- You've had Morris Doyle already. Um, yeah. So I'm just rewinding back. So Morris Dorr in central midfield. You've gone for the same choice as me, actually, um, Dave. Jody Morris. Um, Wage thief. I selected Jody Morris too. Um, so I'm not going to not going to argue with him on that one. I always felt that was he's one of the most overrated midfielders we've ever had. Um, you know, central midfield, come from Chelsea. Um, I'm just reading it. This is almost cliche stuff. Ex-teammate of, of John Terry, Chelsea, blah 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 blah, um, and he delivered nothing for us, in my opinion. I, I just never saw a performance out of him at all in his time at Mill. No, I, I mean obviously we've shared notes, and um, I agree. You know, I, I actually wrote um, um, useless um, unless playing against the former club when he seemed to up his game. Seemed to raise it against Leeds. That was the only time I ever saw him come to life. Otherwise, it was. Um, Colour by numbers from from Jody mm. Morris. I mean, the thing is, there may have been poorer, technically poorer players because he's he's clearly played at a level, um, you know, and he's come from um, you know the, 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 the Chelsea stable, so he's clearly clearly had it. But um, if you don't deliver it, it's, it's as much good as nothing, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm, I've I've gone for Jody Morris, and I'm going to throw a name. My my alternative central midfield choice. We'll come back to yours in a moment. My choice. In a similar vein of, of nothingness was Paul Allen in in midfield central, um, and there's, there's there's a certain element of spite in that because I I, <laughs> I don't think he was probably as bad as I'm going to make him out to be. I was going to name check Bobby Bowery, but I I, I I just couldn't raise the venom for Bobby Bowery. He used to incur a lot of hostility, um, whereas Allen was just nothing, wasn't he? He was just um, so what? You know, he was a member of the Allen family and they, they seem to be everywhere in, in, in the 1990s football. So um, Paul Allen was my other choice of central midfield. I'm just looking at your list here. Uh, obviously, you've got Morris Doyle and, and Jody Morris as your, your midfield too. Yeah, blandness, really. Pure blandness. That's an aimless midfield. Morris Doyle and Jody Morris as your <laughs> midfield too. That is that is aimless. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I've also got a name this one here, Jody Morris and Paul Allen. So there we yeah, are. Yeah, I think that's two great midfields of shitness already. Utterly, utterly. Um, and we've done we've done the right side. You, you went for... Um, no, we haven't done the left side. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Just a here. couple of honourable mentions. I, I won't go through them all because there are quite a few here, but two I really want to pick out. Go on. I don't know if you remember Tony Kelly. I remember the name. He, he played one game. Um, he was fat. 
He was out of breath before the game started. <laughs> he got taken off at halftime, probably because he was going to have a cardiac arrest. Um, he came. Uh, it's amazing how you can just literally remember these things. Um, <laughs> he played off old Cunningham and Goodman, um, and you know it was just one of the most incompetent performances. Players, players like Kelly. I mean, I, I don't remember. I remember the name, but I don't remember the performance. But I, I know he's, he's of a certain type. And I always these players I always think it's as though someone's gone to me, sat up there in West, the West Upper, saying, "Nick, come downstairs now. Or stick a stick a kit on. You're in midfield." You know, I'd, I'd want to do my best. I'd want to give everything I've got to give. But, you know, I'd, I'd be like Tony Kelly. You know, I've not trained. I'm not back fit. I'm not, I'm not anything. I'm, you know, let me go back and sit in block one. Um, and that's the kind of Kelly, the Kelly level there. Um, and you've got another fantastic, fantastic. You know where I'm going, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And I think we, we've touched on this before. This is this is Jamie Stewart syndrome. But I'm going to let you read out your choice here, uh, Dave. Who are you going for as your other uh, did not did not qualify? Um. Vasily Kulkov. What a, what a shocker of earth. What a shock. Because he was clearly talented, wasn't he? He was clearly talented. I mean, great player. I mean, he, you know, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll, no doubt we'll touch on the other one. Probably you could almost do a podcast on these two fellas. Yeah, Uran and Kulkov. Yeah, Uran and Kulkov. Um, you know, um, I think they come from, um, where did they, they was it? Ben, um, Benfica. Benfica, yeah. They'd wangled an EU passport, which at the time, because they were Russian, so at the time they couldn't play within the European zone. Um, but they they wangled, um, I think they'd wangled a Portuguese passport somehow by playing for Benfica. And that let the deal take place um, on the recommendation of Sir Bobby Robson. Thank you very much, <laughs> Sir Bobby. God, God, well, he's, he's gone now, so I better not say any more than that. Probably they, revenge for 1978. Weren't it? Yeah, oh, um, He'd managed the two of them at Porto. They, they played in the Russian national team in a World Cup. Um, and I remember being genuinely excited when they came to the Den, um, Dave, because I I was living in Bermondsey at the time and I I, I um, couldn't get a ticket. I went down, to, we were playing Notts County. I thought, I used to get tickets on, you know, kind of um, on, the, on the day pretty much. But this yeah. particular day, there was nearly a 16,000 crowd in the Den and I couldn't get in. So I, I actually missed the the uh, the legendary debut of the two Russians. Um they joined when we were top of the league. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I mean, you've covered some uh, atrocious seasons off, obviously, recently. And I think 05, 06 as a season probably is as bad as it gets. But for pure disappointment, that particular season now. Oh, cool. ab- absolutely. Yeah. And of course, you know, they're, both, they're both fat. They're both out of condition. Um Shall we? How should we put it? They like to drink. Would that be a fair assessment of? Um... I think they like the old vodka. I think they like to drop of everything or anything else that was going as well for that for that matter. Um, His nickname was the Tank. Called the, t- the t- <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, Cole. I just thought of the the our tank. Do you remember the, the tank? Old, the half time tank. Absolutely. I'm just checking. Kulkov. From memory, I, I'm, uh, I'm just going to check the. Um, website while we're talking um he didn't play as many times as you one played more than the other Kulkov only played six times yeah i think he got injured didn't he yeah and you um was a was a you could he frustrated because you could see he was a really really good he played 13 times they so played 13 for Uran, six times for Kulkov, and you could just see that Uran 
had vision. He was playing. I remember him playing balls into spaces that the the middle team weren't running into because they weren't at the level that he was. His mind was was working. If not his fitness, his certainly his mental fitness was um, was was fine when he was off the off the vodka. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, there we are. We 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 move along. So that's a great call from for central midfield there. Um, we we haven't touched the left side of midfield. I think. Uh, Dave, and no. I think we are as one on the left side of midfield. Let me just get back to your main choice of 11 here. Um, number 11 in your list, midfielder left on mine, Mr. Jason Dare. Jason Dare. <laughs> yes, I mean, to be honest, I mean, Jason Dare was shit. But really, really, he was pushed hard on this one for me because it was him or Greg Berry. But in the end, Jason Dare was one Jason of the three. Jason Dare got it. One of the three Scotsmen that came down with Jimmy Nicholl and and the rest, everything we've touched upon already. So um, we, we we paid a, a third of a million for for Jason Dare because he was part of the Crawford Sinclair and Dare deal. Greg Berry is a great call um, because he was utterly useless and yet somehow pulled a reputation out on that one header he got up at Forest in the League Cup. We won two 0 at Forest, didn't we? And That's the way right. Win. Lived and his whole career off of one game. A flick header. Uh, luck must have played its part. He caught it perfectly. Free kick forwards, looped over the Forest goalkeeper's head and pulled off a 2 0 win when it was most unexpected, shall we say. Um, and that put us through a, 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 into the League Cup quarterfinals, which I think was that Swindon, Dave? Um, we got beat down at Swindon um, in the, in the uh, quarter. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. One other thing worth uh, honourable mention about Greg Berry is if. You go on the. I had a quick click on the Wikipedia page just to see where else he played. I knew he come from Wimbledon, yeah. but I was interested to see what he'd done after he left us. And to be honest, it was the the, the total summer fuck all. But his, <laughs> um, his full name is Holy Fuck. It's Gregory John Berry. <laughs> it is at all. I, I can't be real. Someone, someone's got it in for him. Holy fuck! It's Gregory John Berry. That's that. That's check it out. Have a look on his Wikipedia page, listeners. Someone's put that in as his full name. Holy fuck! It's Gregory John Berry. Bloody hell! But we 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 mentioned the pattern. Um, the pattern. The the pattern of Greg Berry's life is East Thurrock United. He started. That's no disrespect to East Thurrock. He's gone to Leighton Orient. Okay, so far. Wimbledon, Millwall, and then loans at Brighton and Leighton, then Perfleet, and that's it. Um, holy fuck. <laughs> that is Greg Berry. <laughs> uh, so, a great call there, Greg Berry. Um, I, I also ran, I, I actually toyed with the idea of including Dewey Scalak as um, my... So did I, so did I. Which I think is a shocking thing to say um, in terms of we've paid money for Dewey Scalak and... You know, I know football suspended, and who knows when we'll see it again. But um, we did not see anything of what we've paid for or what we were promised. Check international. Um, I've seen nothing from him at all that says that 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 player had any expectation to play in the Euro Championships of 2020 if they'd have taken place. Um, I didn't include him, but I mentioned him as a as a competitor for Jason Dare's slot in the um, in the shit eleven. Did he didn't, he didn't qualify? Well, I suppose he did if you had that his subs. Yeah, 29. Yeah, he squeezed his through. I was looser on that than I think probably you, you were, I, I think, there, Dave. Um, anyway, that's Jason Dare. 
And so we move along to the the glamorous positions, the strike force of this of this worst eleven of all time. Um, and we, we, we've again, we're as one on on one choice, which I think listeners are already going to be reading into. Um, anyone that's tuned into this podcast over anything for time will know who my choice is, and I see it's your choice too here, Dave. Um, this was uh, an unbelievable rich pickings. This was. <laughs> This was an oasis in a massive desert. There were so many contenders. Unfortunately, quite a lot of them did not qualify for the 20-game rule. But even so, there was I was juggling around between four um, in the end. And those four um, were uh, the two that didn't quite make the grade. In fact, there were five. Um, okay. Two of them I had a soft spot for. Um, I quite liked Bob. Big Bob Peters. Did you? Um, did you? I, I never talked to him, but yeah. Only because he was so fucking useless. Um, <laughs> he was certainly there. Um, and the other one I took a soft spot for was old Duve. Duve. Because <laughs> he was always on the floor, wasn't he? Yes. He was. He scored a great goal off of his arse. At, uh, at Paris, Paris. From memory. Yeah, that's um, right. No, just thinking, you know, I watched the um, the 2001 3-1 win at Palace, uh, the Claridge and sadly a show. But I think Peters was in that, um, that that team that day. And I think he actually played, was it 2001, 2002, something like that. An early an early 2000 team he actually played reasonably well and scored some decent goals at, at Gillingham. But I just couldn't, I just never took to him. He, there was... There was, there was, there was, it just it wasn't lovable. I, I never liked him. So um, I don't know if he qualified for the. Um, I think he's in your. He's in your uh, did not qualify list, isn't he? Big Bob Peters. Big Bob did just didn't quite make the grade. Um, the um, just uh, and the other one. And uh, do you know what? The, this person here, it by right should be in now. Forty games, six goals, atrocious record, but he just didn't make it. And that's Trevor Aylock. Trevor Ayler, yeah. Well, he traded a lot on being a Bourbonsy boy, didn't he? He was a local lad, and I think that that helped him out because he wasn't very good at all. Um, was he? Did he score? Did he? Was it? Was it him or Michael Marks? I sometimes confuse the two. Who scored a hat trick on their their debut? Um, oh, that was, Marks. that was Michael Marks. That was. But Aylot had come from Burm, uh, from from uh, Barnsley. Um, and a, a, a reasonable scoring record. I don't think I was unhappy when he arrived, but he just didn't deliver at all. A lot. He was, he was um, very, very disappointing. Let's let's let's, let's say that. Um, but you've got some great. There's 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 rich. There's a rich choice. Let's let's choose your two strikers. You've gone for um, Stefan Meyerhofer, which would be the obvious choice. I think many many listeners will be with us on that one. I've gone for Stefan Meyerhofer as well, Dave. Um, powder puff, lightweight. How did we get two spells out of Stefan Meyerhoff? This was this was Ian Ian Holloway's in a nutshell, wasn't it? Um, Another arse scoring uh, goal scorer. Another uh, yeah. goal scorer who scored with his arse. It, it did, and he. I remember there was. A, I can't remember who we played. It was then he came off his backside when in the net, and he honestly celebrated like he just scored for um you know for, in, a, in, a, in a in a World Cup final or something. Um. <laughs> So Stefan Meyerhofer, 2013 to 15, I I I, I agree. Um, I've, you've gone for Paul Goddard, which I agree is, I mean he he he, sh- he should not be in anyone's worst eleven, but he was because he was so awful with Millwall, and yet he 
you know, came to us with a, a track record, didn't they? We paid a million pounds, nearly a million pounds, eight hundred thousand for Paul Goddard. He, we didn't do that for nothing. He was he was he was an established first division striker. Yeah, I, I mean, a combination of we paid a lot of money for someone who was piss poor. Um, <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> also, West Ham scum. There we are, Paul Goddard, um, biggest one of the biggest. I I. I he scored two goals. I remember one. I was witness to one goal, which was an F, uh, FA Cup game against Manchester City, and I'll have to check on when the other goal was because um, I can't remember which which team that was. But that was he was certainly the the poorest uh, signing I think of all time, given the amount of money we paid for him and the sheer lack of uh, return of any description we got from Paul Goddard. So. Stefan Meyerhoff and Paul Goddard as your front. That's a, that's a, that's a crushing front line. You, your heart would sink. You know, I, I, I've just parked my car up in, in, in Birmingham. I'm just walking down and I've checked, I've checked the, uh, the Twitter to see who's today's starting lineup. And there's Stefan Meyerhoff uh, teamed with Paul Goddard. I'll get back in the car and go home. To- <laughs> I called it quits there. Um, I, I've gone for Meyerhofer and I, I went with Ashley Grimes. Um, no, that, do you know what? That is a classic one. It's amazing. I, I couldn't even remember. It passed me by, Ashley Grimes, but no, great choice, that one. Um, I mean, just because he was, he just didn't have a disproportionately long mill <laughs> career based on nothing. I mean, but he, I, I, I think I fell foul of this myself. I think sometimes I, 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 fall, I fall for um, the obvious sucker punches of life, but he somehow managed to create a, an atmosphere. I don't know how he did it. That it was there was promise that there was there was a player in there that there was um, you know that there was there were better times to come tomorrow. You know, just one more one more start, and and it went on for about three years, didn't it? And nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. unbelievably disparate, as you say, disproportionately long uh, career at Millwall, considering how many games he played. Three-year career, uh, two thousand eight to twenty eleven. Um, just seven starts, just seven starts in that three-year period with 23 as a substitute, and somehow he scratched out four goals. Which I suppose is not bad um, return from such a paltry. <laughs> but I don't know. I've started him. I put I put him alongside the Hoff. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. <laughs> but you, talking about the rich pickings, I mean, you've run through a, a few of, of yours. I mean, I've, I've put a few names on mine here. Just Trevor Aylott, you've mentioned Richard yeah. Cadet. Richard Cadet. Richard Cadet. Yeah. There's a name. Um, uh, Mark Falco. I picked out Mark Falco just for sheer. I thought that was a bit harsh. He actually had a good scoring record at Millwall. Funny enough, I think I, I, think I thought of him as well. Spite. I mean, I, 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 I. I, I Listeners must understand. I think the spite drives a lot of these choices, and it's, it's, it's down the down the centre of Dave's eleven, like a stick of rock. You know, like Margate down a stick of a rock, and it's down the centre of mine too. Um, I've, I've picked out Michael Marks um, again. Yeah. I think there's, there's a bit of spite in it. Cause I think he was he was honest enough, but just wasn't good enough. Mark McCammon, you've got Mark McCammon in your your list of um, also Rands. Um, you've got Kevin Braniff, and I'd uh, oh no, I've included Kev- Kevin Braniff as uh, I, I, I could never dislike Kevin Braniff, he, was, he wasn't very good, I just couldn't dislike him. I think he had that kind of um, uh, I don't know, a certain kind of Irish, Irish, uh, away but a pixies kind of charm. So I, I don't know, um, frustration I, I really with Braniff, I think, uh, Nick, you know, he, he could have been more than he was, but he yeah, just weren't good enough. No, he never delivered. He never delivered. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't dislike him in the same way as some of the others here. Um, I, I see Steve Anthropus is in your. You've you put him up front yeah. there, which I. I, I, I know, Warren Patmore. 
Or the golfer. Wasn't he a professional golfer as he well was. as being a footballer? We did, we did Tony Cossey, well for mentioned. We did a show the other day about people who played cricket professionally and were footballers. He was he was he played golf and football as a profession. Did the two? Um, I mean, you got some good ones in there. Um, Clive Allen was he the only person? Was Mill the only club he never scored for? I think so. But didn't we play him as a midfielder rather than the we, striker? That was uh, that <laughs> was a masterclass move. <laughs> I mean, it was one short of sticking him in goal, really, wasn't it? But um, I mean, I'm loving these names here. Carl Carl Viet, um, the Australian. Uh, born in Wyalia, what a name, Wyalia, Australia. Just, Came, left <laughs> us uh, for Adelaide City. Um, Barry Powell, um, <laughs> P-O-W-E-L, from, from Dane Bosch. Um, it was sold to De, De, De Graf Sharp in uh, 2006 with, with a very, very poor track record. Eight starts for, as a sub, just one goal for Barry Powell, the Dutch master. Um, I'm going to dwell on your also. There's, there's, there's so many rich pickings up front, Dave, in, in a way that they, they outshines the rest of the um, the poor 11, in a way. Um, you could Joe, have had a podcast just on strikers. There's that much shitness floating there is. around. But I'm, going to, I'm going to dwell on Joe Tessum for a second. Did not qualify. Um, he was one of Wise's experienced pros. He had a, he had a, a, um, a thing for signing kind of journeyman pros, didn't he? I think um, yeah. Tessum fell into that category. Norwegian striker. Um, did nothing. Bass Savage. <laughs> My list is complete without Baz. Akin Fenwar. It was not not quite the beast. He, he seemed to become a lower league beast. He, I think he's done a huge amount of work in the gym. I don't remember him being. He was a big big guy, but he doesn't. He's more like um, a full on bodybuilder these days, isn't he? Um, Rob Hulse, of course, hounded out in disgrace from the club. Um, Gary Taylor Fletcher. I mean, that's that's. Um, that's a fantastic choice. Um, a man so clearly unfit and unsuited to the role that was thrust upon him. Um, he, he started six times and came off the bench four times and scored a precise total of zero. <laughs> <laughs> he, he played with Holloway at, at Blackpool, wasn't he? He, he, he did. Wanna... Yeah, yeah. The, the only honourable mention I, I'd like to just dwell on, I know we talked about his compatriot, is Sir Guy. So Zuran, Zuran, yeah, um, um, probably harsh. Do you know what? You could argue, probably could go in Mill's best eleven for clamping um, Eric um, Young. Eric Young, that's right, the ex Wimbledon player, wasn't he? Eric Young, he gone to Wolves by that stage. I actually remember um, that game. That game, he was he was unbelievable. He, he, as you said earlier on, Nick, he was he was putting balls into areas of the pitch where no one was standing, not because he was shit, because he was that good. And people just weren't running onto them. I think you had to get him angry. I think that that game there got him angry, and it played. He started playing to the level that he could achieve. Um, when he wasn't angry, he didn't care, and all he was thinking about was getting into the pub after the game. That that was what was on his mind, you know. And I think in that game, for I, I dare say, uh, Young had wound him up, and that got him fired up, and and that brought the best out of him. Um, I, I'm just looking at Uwe Fuchs. Um, the, the put a fascinating bit of detail. Which I'm going to return to Uwe. We have mentioned him already, but I, I'd forgotten his, his whirlwind whirlwind romance with Jet from Gladiators. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> a whirlwind, a whirlwind romance. That's, I mean. <laughs> We've all had whirlwind romances. It's <laughs> very quickly. I don't know how long this whirlwind went on for, but Jet was from Gladiators, and uh, 
Oh, well, there we are. I've forgotten that little detail. So thank you for including that there, Dave. <laughs> I don't know what's more outrageous, that or the fact that the chairman, Peter Meads, thought that Fuchs would score 30 goals. <laughs> I think he'd been drinking with Uran and then scored golf when he said that. <laughs> uh, we've gone for managers. We've, we've, gone, for, we've gone for managers um, and you have, you've named a... Well, you've got it on the fence here, mate. Come on, this you've gone for a joint... A, a director of football and a manager underneath him, I think. I don't know which... Uh, joint managers, Ian Holloway. And or Peter Anderson. Um, no, I, I'm going to plump for Peter Anderson. Yeah, I, 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 I think we. I mean, we both had the same kind of dilemmas. I, I went for Peter Anderson um, because anyone of, of of the vintage that we are knows how close it took us to extinction. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> but what what was interesting? I, I looked at Peter Anderson just to do this show, and um, I mean, it, he had a vaguely um, it come from Royal Antwerp, and I don't know why, as as, as a kind of a twenty year old, also that gave him a slightly um, exotic kind of um, you know, like a, a, a Johan Cruyff style uh, air to him, which wasn't true. He's player manager, which probably wasn't um, wasn't the greatest of moves. Um, he did keep us up. He, he somehow kept us in Division Three in eighty eighty one. Um, I don't know how. Um, I think we, we we scraped survival, but then we actually made a, a reasonably promising start to eighty one eighty two before we fell away to mid table obscurity, um, and then took us to the brink of relegation to Division Four in eighty two, amidst amidst a lot of hostility. Uh, Dave, I mean, I remember the, uh, you know, the, I think that he, he would get involved with the crowd, wouldn't he? He would start to um, offer blokes outside in, in Cold Blow Lane after the game, you know, to, to, to sort it out like men, you know. Yeah, not which is never good for me, really. To do. <laughs> <laughs> How to endear yourself at Millwall? <laughs> not unless you're delivering results on the pitch. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's really a good move. Um, so I, I went with Anderson just purely because of where we finished with him and I, I think it was a close call because I think Ian Holloway would have taken us into similar depths left to his own devices um I, I mean Holloway I don't know how you felt when he first arrived I remember being genuinely excited when he arrived thinking we we, we now had somebody in charge of us that was gonna um you know put us in touch with the Premier League but um, yeah it's true, true I've, 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 yeah I um I was sort of like hoping that it would be Holloway or Warnock um I quite upset with Neil Warnock. I don't know why, um, but I just do. Um, but obviously, when we've gone away, um, I can remember a Palace, one of my Palace mates telling me that Holloway was utter shit yeah. and had been really poor at Palace. And that was a bad decision. Um, but, you know, I, I, I thought Holloway was going to be good. You know, at the end of the day, if you look at the, the difference between the two is that Holloway was piss poor in the championship. Anderson needed to us down to the fourth division. Yeah. <laughs> That's the contrast. I agree. And you've got a couple of also rands. I mean, we're both going for Peter Anderson, I think, probably on balances. That's that's the correct decision. But you've also mentioned Mick McCarthy. And I think that's a good call because I thought McCarthy was a poor manager. I I think his best times, and we touched on this in the previous show, actually, um, was playing with Bruce Rios choices of players. He was not a judge of a player. And the circumstances of him leaving us were, were diabolical, I thought. I suppose you'd argue that it took us to the playoffs in 93, 94, didn't it? You know, with the Derby um, 
fall out of the den. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I never rated him as a manager. No, um, I don't know about you, Nick, but I, I, I used to find that I could get into a row with uh, a couple of uh, people at Millwall about um, the merits of Mick McCarthy because there were some real staunch lovers of Mick McCarthy down at Millwall. People well. love him, or they. People some seem to love him. I don't get it. Um, I I don't look at it neutrally. I just look at it as a fan sitting in the stands. But I just don't remember him being a very good manager no. from the perspective as a pay, paying customer. Um, and I, I, you know, just following his career since, I, I, he's, he's a nothing kind of manager. You know, he'll, he'll do enough to keep you alive, but he won't excite you. You know, he's not not that. Got no flair about him or his teams at all. No zero. <clears throat> no. No, um, so no, Mick McCarthy, I, I think, is a very good also red. You can't put him in the same category as Anderson or Holloway, no. of course, but um, there he is. He's, he's in He's in the um, his, his name check, let's put it that way. And another name check you've got there, which is a great call, is, is the very poor Jimmy Nicholl, who came to us and um, led, us, led us a long way down the road towards administration with some of the uh, the poorest signings I think we've ever seen as as Millwall supporters, that, that kind of third division late 90s third division period under jimmy nickel was was as grim as as grim really as the early 80s in some ways the, the crowds were marginally high but not by much yeah um, uh, the only one of the only good things nickel done was uh i picked a comment a quote he come out and uh was quite uh he said uh, about sergei uran he was an absolute disgrace he contributed the worst level of enthusiasm and commitment I've ever seen and was an embarrassment to himself and the club. The only thing the other players could have possibly learned from him was how to steal a living. <laughs> he should know, he should know. <laughs> uh, yeah. He also said, uh, uh, so he, he made some other comments and uh, what was interesting was that um, Uran come back and said uh, Nickel had a point, saying that Jimmy Nickel said I was the most unprofessional player he'd ever met, and he was probably correct. <laughs> Honesty. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, that was that was an era. That was an era and a half. Um, but no, two two good also rounds there. But I think we, we we can certainly settle on on um, Peter Anderson. Uh, can we agree on naming Ian Holloway's director of football with Anderson as his as his kind of um, dressing room um, presence? I think that might be a, a good I way think out. That'd be a good shout, yeah. A good way out of the problem. So that's, that's fantastic stuff. So um, Dave Collins is worst eleven of all time. We're going to run for him. We've got uh, Pat Cuff in goal um, across the back line. Adrian Seriu, Jamie Vincent, Tony McCarthy, and Dave Tuttle. In the midfield, um, we, on, on the wing, we have Hamer Buetza and Jason Dare. Central midfield, Morris Doyle and Jody Morris. And up front, Paul Goddard, the goal machine, with uh, Stefan Meyerhofer, the Austrian male model turned footballer. Um, that's, a fairly, that's a fairly good choice of 11 there, I think, uh, I think Dave. I'll run through mine, cuffing goal. Huxford on the right side of defence, Jamie Stewart on the left, central defender Sam Allardyce and Dave Thompson. Across the midfield, we've got um, we've got starting on the right with Steve Anthropus, on the left Jason Deere, Jody Morris and and Paul Allen in central midfield. Up front, starting today, up front Ashley Grimes and Stefan Meyerhofer. Um, with Peter Anderson picking the the, the pot picker in the in, in the in the dugout. Um, do do get in touch, listeners. If you can, if you can beat any of these choices, or if you can top, I, I think we've probably covered quite a fair range. <laughs> if you can get, if you can go deeper than that, then God help you. Um, that is a 
fantastic ship, the, the Encyclopedia Shitanica, the smorgasbord of Mill shitless. Big thank you to Dave Collins. Thank you for all the work you put in on this one, Dave. There's, uh, there's a lot of research you've done. It beats work. <laughs> I better let you get back to work, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful stuff. Um, let me um, finish this. Big thank you, Dave. We'll speak again soon, mate. Cool. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. All one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232. That's 0208 144 0232 leave us a voicemail no human will be involved in the receipt of your message so give us a shout tell us what you think about all things Millwall and the best messages will be read out on air Achtung Mailball Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.